This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. So I always, I, I just have to start by saying this, I always have an intense appreciation. I appreciate anyone who comes up and makes the trip to be on the podcast. Anyone who takes the time to do this, I'm always like so grateful. I have a special appreciation for whoever goes last. Oh, right because on, like, right hopefully the other interviews are like interesting and entertaining, but I'm always like, there's always that one person or like two people who are sitting there and then I'm like, don't worry, just 50 more minutes and then I'll get to you, you know? <laughs> so I appreciate you hanging out, man. No, I enjoyed all the interviews before this, like this... Yeah. Super cool to see. Well, and I'm glad we got you up. Um, A little bit of background. I reached out to you for the first time um, a few months back. We did a panel. You know, we do a lot of these uh, panels on Dynasty Podcasts. We did a panel in December that was, like, bringing together a lot of the really cool uh, producers in the city who have done really innovative, interesting work. And you and I connected over email. And sometimes when I'm booking these panels, sometimes people don't answer. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people are like, oh, I don't have time. Sometimes people are like, Nah. <laughs> and sometimes people are say yes. Yeah. And you had an answer that was really heartwarming because you were like, oh, man, I'm not going to be in town, but I would love to do this. I've heard about the podcast. I, w- I wish I could be a part of it. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's so nice. Even if he's just saying it, like, you know, I was like, that's such a nice answer. And I'm so glad we were able to reschedule the conversation, even if it wasn't at that panel, mm-hmm. to start it tonight. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, I try to keep my ear to the streets and... Oh, I, I think I think no one would argue that, man. I think your body of work speaks for itself, and Appreciate we're going to talk about that and, and your process and all that good stuff. But um, we always kind of start at the beginning. Like, tell us how you started out in music. How did production start for you? Oh, actually, um, it's more so engineering, Engin- uh, yeah, 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 and mastering. Yeah, um, I started out in high school uh, trying to rap. <laughs> so many of us. <laughs> trying to rap uh, I had a bunch of friends That were upperclassmen That were like Freestyling in the hallways And stuff like that mm-hmm. And I was always into Rap music and stuff And I was like I feel like I could do this too <laughs> No <laughs> No my, fr- <laughs> my freestyle skills Weren't great But I was so into music And so passionate about You know Rapping and stuff like that I have a cousin uh, She lives in <clears throat> San Francisco I kind of grew up with her And stuff She would come by but uh, she was, like, super supportive with everything that I did. So she was like, what do you want for your birthday? A mic. <laughs> and so she brought me a condenser mic and a whole, like, little setup and stuff. I set that up. <clears throat> I would invite my friends over that were freestyling with uh, the rap stuff. And I was just, like, just more into making all this stuff sound professional after that after they left, right. you know what I'm saying? I'll, I would try to come back to them and be like, look what I did. Radio ready. Yeah, just like <laughs> putting, putting that quality mark even on the stuff when it's the very beginning. Yeah, that's, yeah absolutely. That's and the mark of a professional. Yeah, I was obsessed with it because it was like I wanted everything to sound like what was coming out of the radio. Yeah. You have and to match that. Was this in Chicago? I actually grew up in Skokie. Skokie? Well, okay, but the Chicago area. <laughs> but yeah, and yeah. Uh, shout out Skokie, man. I, was, I get I was it. Born, I was born in Chicago, um, moved to Skokie when I was about like three. I went to school in Evanston for one year. Oh, they did not ask me back. At oh, Roycemore, okay. 
uh, Royce Moore, which is like a K through 12 in Evanston. And I had friends who lived in Skokie. I, I spent my time in Skokie. So what kind of neighbors then. There we go, man. <laughs> and I was, I, was in Oak, I was living in Oak Park. So like Skokie's, it's not that far down though. Yeah. yeah. You so know, yeah. Like, so I know. Yeah. Um, but that's awesome, man. So you, you took this seriously from day one. That was like, that was clear. Like how did it move from being something where like you're, you're making sure things sound good for your friends to like the Grammy road, like bring us to like where it started to become like, where did it progress? Oh man. Um, okay. So to move, to and we move don't have to on. jump all the way in the future. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. like move the story forward a little bit after sure. high school, college years. I actually dropped out of college twice. Sure. First time couldn't it, uh, afford the university. So I took a semester off. I had nothing to do. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, uh, she is best friends with uh, Chris Classic, who owns Classic Studios. Sure. Had nothing to do. I was just like, hit him up and see if he needs any help. That's how so know. many great stories start. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll intern. I'll, I just need to get out of this house because I'm not doing anything. It was cool for like a week. Yeah, I think people really <laughs> romanticize the idea of like free time. I know anytime I have like four days off in a row, like mm-hmm. that first day I'm like, cool, I can sleep in, maybe I'll do some laundry, like yep. watch some 30 Rock, whatever. And then like the second day I'm like, all right, I'm a little bored. And by the third day I'm like, I'm going to lose my mind if I don't get out of this house. You know, yeah. like, yeah, it, it's not as glamorous when you have nothing to do. Yeah, the second time I dropped out of school, I was already, uh, I was already engineering at the... At Classic Studios. Right. And shout out to Chris Classic because he took me under his wing as an intern and taught me everything. I did not go to school for engineering at all. Yeah. He taught me everything that I knew. He taught me the basics and was like, go run wild, go crazy. (laughs) I've taught you everything I can teach you. But yeah, that's the, I mean, to me, it's like, and I say this as a college instructor, but it's like, there's just so much value in. I mean, there's so many ways to learn, mm-hmm. but there's so much value in, you know, if college isn't the route for you, which fair enough, it's not, I mean, it's not the route for a lot of people, mm-hmm. like, but you go get the education another way yeah, and you got that absolutely. education and firsthand experience on the spot learning from a master. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. And, um, well, yeah, going back to the second time that I dropped out, um, there's this bubbling rapper named Chance the Rapper. <laughs> I haven't heard of him, but I'll keep an eye out. Yeah, <laughs> and he had just released his 10-day mixtape. Sure. And I was just like, I really fuck with this. This is tight. It's super tight. This and kid's going to go somewhere. Yeah, he yeah. was on the radio on a Kiss FM doing a, uh, an interview. I was like, what rapper is on Kiss FM doing an interview? That's from Chicago. You know, I, I right. can tell, like, this is yeah. kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was like, huh. I'd like to work with him one day, you know. And then the next week he was at the Classic Studios house mm-hmm. and he just had a session. And I was just like, that's raw. <laughs> and so how does that relationship form? And I'm always like, I'm always cautious. Like when, when we're interviewing people who've worked for Chance, I don't want the interviews to just be like, so forget your story. Like tell me about Chance. Because I think in a lot of interviews, we see a lot of headlines now mm-hmm. where it's like, Chance the Rapper's engineer mm. tells us what, and it's like, these people have identities outside of Chance, you know? Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't like seeing that either. Yeah, and I, it's, it's something I see so much mm-hmm. with, you know, so many publications, both in and out of Chicago. And I'm always like, I feel like it does a disservice to Chance and to whoever they're talking about. I hate when they do that to other artists. 
and, right. and uh and and producers and whatever but like it's no jab to chance because he's an amazing dude but sure it's just, of course you know like the publications like these people do have identities it's it's a lazy i mean and it's it's always been like that with things you know like it's mm-hmm. it's just this lazy jumping off point and, and it's not just it doesn't just happen with chance there's all sorts of publications that have been doing it forever yeah where it's like this person is connected to somebody else in some way and so they're like oh so-and-so's blank it's like, or they're just a person. Yeah, absolutely. Know? So, you know, when you're working with an early Chance the Rapper, though, like, how did, like, I guess, you know, how did that relationship develop where you start having a role in his in his productions um, versus just, like, knowing him? All right, so the first time uh, was, okay, he had a session, and one of my friends, Jeff Jackson, he uh, he was engineering the, the session, and I, he had a long day, from what I remember. It was he, I checked the schedule. He was on it all day, and he right. was like, "This session was for free." You know what I'm saying? It was a late night session. Everybody was just winded down, and like, you know, he looked tired. So I was like, "Hey, man, <laughs> I just got here, and if you want you, me to step in? Yeah, you want me to step in? Cause I don't mind. You know, I was I was a very." Um, not because of chance, but more so I wanted to get my feet wet with like uh, just sure. engineering. You just wanted to jump at the opportunity, and it happened to be yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And um, it was just cool that it was chance. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, yeah. I mean, if you want to, like, I'll take over this. You know, you're not getting paid for it. I'm not gonna get paid for it. But like, I would love to get paid in the experience of just working in the studio. Dude, that's so funny. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that was my first encounter. And then uh, I think, you know, he kept coming back. And uh, my good friend, Stefan Ponce, kind of sure. like, you know, set it off like, hey, if you guys are looking for engineers, this is the guy to go to. Because the next week we had worked on a, a, a record for Donald Glover. Another so, heard yeah. of him? Sure. This is like my second. This is my second chance uh, so chance session. So you were just like, I don't want to say right place, right time, because obviously you worked to get to there. But like, there was just a certain level of like, you were really there at the right time. Yeah, know? absolutely, absolutely. But before that, you know, interning, I was mopping. mopping I was you were even cleaning the thing, man. toilets and it's every rag to riches story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you really like. You know, you had the glasses on, and everyone's like, he's not the pretty girl. Then you took the glasses off, and everyone's like, oh, oh my God, you know? Like, yeah, it's yeah. that trope. Yeah. But, um, but that's awesome. So you go from, like, working with an early chance, and then, like, now you have this incredible body of work where you've worked with, mm-hmm. like, Smino, you've worked with No Name, you've worked with a lot of really notable talent, especially a lot of notable Chicago talent. Mm-hmm. So now when you're engineering a session with a artists, whether they're from Chicago or not, like, what do you look for in a, in a talent? Like, how do you choose which, uh, which projects you go with? I have to love it at the end of the day. I don't care what your status is or sure. whatever. I love music, so whatever comes to me that I'm, like, actually feeling, then I'll work on it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm sitting there engineering all day and mixing and stuff, and uh, that doesn't sound like crazy activity wise but you're working both parts of your brain from what i learned and uh that's super exhausting it sounds mentally taxing 100 percent. it it is it is and if i don't eat 
<laughs> and I'm working on something, like, it's over for me. <laughs> you become it's that Snickers over. ad? Yes, exactly. Like, you're like, hey, Bigfoot, like, eat a Snickers, and then you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do not talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I really put a lot of energy into every single song that I, uh, that I work on. Sure. And uh, I, I literally feel it draining the energy out of me by the end of the song because I'm putting that much uh, attention to detail to it. You know what I'm saying? And Well, and it's, to me it shows in your body of work that's on your website and, you know, that people can see where it's like you're not just taking any job that comes in. You are really like your, your kind of like portfolio really shows like this consistent quality, mm-hmm. you know, where like you're really only working with, you can tell artists that have a certain level of like integrity, passion, creativity, uniqueness, whatever you want to call it. Like you're not just being like, hey, whoever's, whoever's got a uh, credit card, let's take them in. You yeah, know, I can't do that. No, <laughs> it, it's clear because like you only have the best of the best listed on your site. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, bring us into, like, because I don't think everybody knows, like, what does an engineer do? How is it different than a producer? How is it different than, like, anybody else in that studio? Like, define your role and really, like, what makes what you do so unique and distinctive. Uh, a lot of people would say that engineer, engineers in general are supposed to be invisible, but I say fuck that, man. <laughs> you just, put it in your name. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. like... Um, what I do is just take everything that the producer gives me, sure, the artist's vocals, and I basically mash it into one whole thing called a song. Heard of it? <laughs> sure. And make it I'm sound professional. Up, I'm gonna look up Chance the Rapper, Donald Glover songs. <laughs> <laughs> Learning a lot tonight. Nah, you really just uh, you know, just put every single piece of the puzzle together and make it sound like lush and just professional. You right. know. Um, and that's kind of what I obsessed over in my high school days, to, going back to that. Like, I really obsess over that stuff, and I guess that's why it's so uh, taxing, you know, uh, on me mentally and, like... And then what's the, what's the, like, what's the reward of that? Like, is it when you hear that finished song? Is it when you hear something on the radio or you see that something got, like, published on a Spotify playlist or, like... You know, or you hear one of your songs live at Lollapalooza or something like that. Like, what are some of those moments where you're like, this is why it's worth it? Uh, personally, uh, in my engineered nerd moment, it's when it sounds good on everything. Sure. And those little $35 Apple earbuds, oh my God, it sounds great on this. Car stereo, great on that. Shitty boombox, shitty speaker <laughs> on the MacBook Pro. That shit sounds amazing. So That's in I- every metric... Yes. To me, the car is still, like, the number one place it has Absolutely. to sound good. Car test is definitely a thing. God, sure. it's like music does not sound better to me than, like, when I'm driving, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's just that's so transcendent, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I guess part two of that is when I see the artist just take the music and run with it. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that so many times, and it's, it's insane. Uh no name being a great example. Sure. She was uh she came to me with telephone and was like, Okay, I have this amount of a budget. It's not much, but you know, like what see can what we, we could I, I can I'll work with you because you know, I, I met her a long time ago and I thought she was an amazing talent. And uh I was just like, let's let's just just let me work. Let's figure we'll figure that out, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And 
Telephone comes out a few months later, sold out tour. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But that's rewarding for me, though. That's <laughs> right. super rewarding for me is, you know, um, seeing that time and time again uh, after Acid Rap, after Telephone, uh, Black Swan with Smino, so right. a, a tour, basically. And, um, yeah, and just seeing them go from... Not having too much to have in the world, man. That's uh, I, I'm literally it's gotta be amazing. Changing these people's lives because they're ch- they decided that they wanted to change theirs, and I was just there to help. That's but, raw. That's incredible, and like you know, like you said, you you've really like I think made a name for who you are. You're not just in the background. Do you, mm-hmm. you know, do you see that opening the door for other engineers? Do you feel like you know there yeah. are younger kids who might see you and be like, hey, I want to be an engineer, but I could also be like a name. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, this is kind of like, I've been super fickle about this, but I'm looking for an assistant mm-hmm. to help me because <laughs> I <laughs> sure. need a lot of help. Dude, uh, from your mouth to God's ear, it's it's hard doing any of this. Yeah. I mean, like right now we've got a podcast going, we've got a live stream going. Uh, Natalie, who works with us on the podcast, is like mm-hmm. taking photos of all the guests and it's like we're not mixing a hit song, but it's like, it's just a lot to like do really, and if you want to do something right, mm-hmm. it's a lot. Mm-hmm. You need help. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, more so... Like, not help me, but I want to help somebody else as well. Sure, you of know, because um, I, I I love seeing that because that was you got the that same break. thing. That was the same thing that happened to me. Had Chris Classic said, "No, nah, I'm good," or like, "No." <laughs> yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd probably still be in school or something. I know I'm like 29. I. I might still be you in might school. Still be in school. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to take up 20 seconds of this, 10 seconds, but like, not to make this about me, but I, I did internships in high school in radio at, yeah. at Q101. Yeah. And guess how many radio stations wanted a 15 year old intern? Zero. Zero mm-hmm. percent of them. No one wanted a 15 year old intern. And one guy gave me a break, and, and I was so thankful. And it, it turned into a 13 year job with Q101 yeah. radio. And so now, you know, teaching at Columbia, I really try to like, you know, if somebody comes up and they're like, hey, I want to work on your podcast, I'm like, great, let's see what we can do for you. Because I got that break, and mm-hmm. it's so important to pay that forward when yeah. you have something else to share with the next generation, man. It's just like, it's a great thing to do. Can I ask you something? Sure. Because I, I might need some advice on this. How do, you, how do you pick your people? Because I have trust issues. <laughs> well, you know, like for me, because I have had a number of interns, especially since I started teaching at Columbia. Once I got to Columbia, like that was just this thing where... The first decade, I've been doing this podcast for 13 years, mm-hmm. so just a crazy long time. And for the first like decade, let's say, no one cared about podcasts. Mm-hmm. So like it was very hard to convince anyone. It was hard to convince people to be on the podcast, let alone someone to work for it. You know, yeah. once I got to Columbia and you know teaching there, and then podcasts became cool, it became a little bit easier because one of two things would happen: either I would teach a class for 15 weeks, and I'd see somebody who just clearly was excelling, somebody who had this awesome talent. And, you know, I was fortunate I got to be in the room and see that week after week. So yeah. I'd either see that standout where I'm like, man, that kid. I shouldn't say kid. Like, they're young adults. But, like, yeah. that person, you know, there was this girl, Madison, who works for the podcast, Madison Keenan. Shout out, Madison. She does our graphic design. She does video. She does audio. She does everything. And I, Crazy. week after week, she was in my class, and she just was killing it. I could tell she was so talented. And long story short, after the semester was over, I was like, hey, 
feel free to say no, but would you like to work on the podcast? And she's helped us out for like two years. The other thing that would sometimes happen is like there'd be somebody who, even sometimes in the beginning of the semester, like after two weeks, they'd be like, hey, you do that podcast thing, right? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, let me do your website. Let me do your audio. I'm that person. And they just like, they approach me and they're like, I'm the guy or I'm the girl. Mm-hmm. And then they just go for it. So I've had kind of those two scenarios happen a lot where like either I see somebody because I have the advantage mm-hmm. of being in the room with them for a while mm-hmm. or someone comes up to me and they're like, I'm hungry, I'm ready, like I want to do this. And those have been the scenarios where I found the best people. Um, yeah. But at the flip side of that, man, for years and years I had interns who like, and, and look, like no, no judgment, but like people would come on for like a week and they'd be like, oh wait, I have to do something? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yes, you do. Like those, that's the yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, looking for those the the people who are really hungry, who are like really, you'll find out pretty quick. I'm sure you already know. It's like you'll find out pretty quick if somebody like really wants to do it or not. Yeah. Because there's mm-hmm. going to be plenty of people who are like, "Hey, how soon do I meet Chance? Hey, can I go to Lollapalooza?" And it's like those are not the people who are right. Right. Be Absolutely. The people. Yeah. That's that's my biggest fear in searching for somebody. <laughs> but you know what? You'll you'll also be able to read really quickly like the ones who have the actual genuine the ones who are like gonna do it with or without you. Like if you yeah. don't hire them, they're yeah. just gonna go start recording or engineering sessions in their bedroom with their friends in high school, you yeah. know? Yeah. And that's when you can find that person. That's yeah. like that's it's a whole show. lot of show and proof. It, sure. Absolutely, <laughs> just like anything, man. Mm-hmm. And so that's our podcast about how to choose interns. <laughs> but it's, it is kind of it's it's something that I have learned very much. Like it's kind of an art. Yeah, it you is. know because there's there's the people who are right for it and the people who are wrong for it. But also you have to make sure that you're like providing the scenario in an environment where yeah. like it it is the right setup for that. Mm-hmm. Um, man, we're going to all all sorts of places yeah. with this. <laughs> but um, but I love what you're doing. And so what's coming up on deck for you? Going forward, what does your 2018 look like for L10 Mixed It? Oh, man. Uh, that's kind of a crazy question because I don't even know. No. Uh, <laughs> we are, I mean, I'm doing a lot of spot dates with Smino with touring and that's stuff awesome. like that. And just like, yeah, there might be a tour this year. I don't know yet. And Smino has just had like a hell of a 2017. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was wild. Absolutely. I think that's amazing. Um, you know, just chipping away at uh, just chipping away at you know songs with Smino. I think uh, there's been talks about me potentially working on uh, another Joey Perp project. That'd be great. He's he's another one who I think is just gonna have a really like whenever he drops his next project. Oh yeah, absolutely. Big. Yeah, because you look at what happened in Tokyo. Oh, it's yeah. like yeah, yes. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Tokyo. Shout out to Tokyo, <laughs> who went fucking just full interstellar. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> man. That's that's my bro, and I'm just super happy for him. I know his album just dropped, literally. Wave Theory. Yeah. You know, if I mean, worldwide wave. I'm sorry. Yeah. Worldwide wave. Get that now if you don't have it yet. But uh, yeah, that's Joey Part's gonna go crazy whenever that next one drops. Tokyo's going crazy. Uh. What else? What else do I got going on? Yeah, that's that's really it so far. Like I'm not sitting around and waiting. I'm trying to no, keep of course not. busy, you know, and um I don't know. I I might pick up some producing this year. Yeah. 
Who well, knows? And if an artist, you know, listening, watching this, whatever, like, if somebody was like, hey, man, I really want to work with Altime Mexico, like, mm-hmm. how could they approach you? What are you going to, you know, what's the right way to approach you? Like, what are you looking for? Like, how prepared do they have to be? Like, how can somebody come up to you and say, like, hey, I've got something that I think is worth your time? Yeah. Um, you could reach me at my website, altimexico.com. Sure. But I think more importantly... The more prepared you are with your approach, the better. Because I'm, man, I'm ridiculously busy at the moment for the past year, I guess. And um, I haven't been able to get back to emails and text messages and phone calls as, as often as I should. But I'm still trying to figure out my structure. Absolutely, man. You and know. I, that makes me feel even more honored that you are here because we were in pretty pretty <laughs> regular email communication you were really good about getting back to me yeah that's i mean that's one of the things is uh that's why i need an assistant as well you know yeah i'll be giving them the login and please just handle this for man me. that is that's <laughs> such a like yeah that really is like putting the apple on your head and being like all right i'm trusting you with this bow and arrow yeah man yeah, yeah that's that's <laughs> and that's really what i need you know, to just make my life easier. Because I do feel bad when I'm not able to respond to certain artists because I just don't have the time to, right. not even three or four minutes to listen to your song or whatever. But if I had somebody checking that for me and stuff and be like, hey, check this out, it's, hey, trust me. This is that thing. This is, this is everything that you asked for. The hey. kids are going to know, too. Yeah. I have, I'm 35. I've learned that. Again and again, I used to be that kid. I was mm-hmm. 15, 17, 21, being like, going to the radio station, being like, we got to check out these guys. You got to check out these guys. And then, like, suddenly you get fucking, you go all Logan and you got the oh, gray yeah. hair, and then you're like, hey, kids, what's going on? <laughs> but, you know, the cool thing about that is staying in tune with the youth just keeps you young. Oh, you yeah, know absolutely. What I'm and, like, it's that shit is cool to see when they come up to you. I mean, shit. What just happened with uh with with Quinn? Like he mm-hmm. was saying, how all he was doing was listening to acid rap, yeah. and then Monty and and Smino was like an inspiration. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting here like, wow, this is this is really happening. I'm kind of like helping shape the next generation. It you comes up quick, saying? man. It comes up quick. Absolutely. Like they, you know, they're hungry, and that's awesome. Yeah, it reminds me of. Me back in the day, just absolutely man. <laughs> the kid who like dropped out of college twice and worked with classic studios, and then and then that little boy grew up to be Chance the Rapper. You know, like yes. and you had that you had that come up story. Yeah. Um, but that's awesome, man. Um, I love what you're doing. I'm really glad we got to start this conversation. And same thing I said all evening, and I always mean it. It's like as you have new things going on, like please come back. Let's get absolutely. you on a panel because you have a lot of great insight to share. And we, I feel like we just. Scratch the surface tonight. Got to feed the streets, man. Got yeah. to feed the streets. And, and really giving back to the next generation is, I think, one of the most important steps you can take once you get any level of come up. It's like then turning around and being like, how can I help you guys? Yeah. You know? That's actually what I really want to do. I just haven't found the time or the opportunity hasn't presented itself to really do that yet. But yeah. I'm 100% down for, for that, for sure. I'll say this much, man. Like, teaching at Columbia... And I wish I had more music students in my class because I would, I would, I'd be happy to have you speak in my class, but it's a lot of like comedy and film students. Not that they mm-hmm. couldn't also learn from you. But man, I feel like there's like an audio production engineering, audio arts class 
where you could go tell your story and it would just blow their minds. I really think that, like, to me, just, just in the short time we've talked tonight, you would be somebody who would do a great job of speaking to students about the hustle, what it takes, the challenges, how you build, all that stuff. Uh, to me, I just feel like you have that story. That would be tight. That would be super tight. Like, I've thought about doing that before. I'm probably not the greatest public <clears throat> speaker, but if they can take something out of my, like, chopped up speech... That's all that it's matters. It's all about passion, <laughs> and I think, it's, I think it's just all about like the fact that you have the passion and you have the ingenuity. You made your own path. You, and mm-hmm. I think that's just one of the most important components of any creative career at this point. It's like not just waiting around for someone to say, like, okay, now I dub thee an entrepreneur. Now I dub thee a producer. Like You go out and you make it happen yourself. That's Again and again and again, I see more and more that that's the, the main thing that drives success now. It's just somebody who doesn't wait around. I think life is too scary when you just put it all on the line to just not do anything with your life. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent, man. I, I love it. And I, again, I think that you, I think you should be talking in classes and we'll definitely get you on a panel and be tight. man, I, I think we're going to continue this conversation in one way or another on the podcast, or at least I hope so. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm definitely down to come through anytime. Awesome, man. <laughs> I love it. We're going to do more with this L10 Mixed It. Elton, man, thank you so much for coming up thank and starting you. this here on Dynasty Podcast with us tonight, man. Right on, man. Appreciate I love it. it. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.